morning, and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, and this morning we are joined by Linda Sloan Kay. She is the Executive Vice President of Century Bank. And when you talk about a true family bank, this is it. Started by her dad, Marshall, almost 50 years ago, Century Bank is now New England's largest family-run bank. Beyond enjoying a long-standing reputation for personal service, they are also very well known for their philanthropic efforts throughout the communities they serve. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Sue. How are you? I am so good and so excited that you're joining us today. The history of your bank, I feel like, is so unique because you've had incredible growth, but throughout that growth, you guys have maintained a family focus and those core values. And I think that that's not easy to do. So talk a little bit about the evolution of the bank and... I was on your website the other day, and I was like, did it really all start back in a trailer? It did. May 1st, 1969. As a matter of fact, this year is a big year for Century Bank. And obviously, my dad and my brother and myself, because we are celebrating our 50th year. And um, it's quite a milestone. Um, My dad did start the bank in a trailer in Somerville, Massachusetts, which is his hometown. And um, it was so well received the first day that um, there was an article in the New York Times about this small community bank that opened and brought in a million dollars worth of deposits in the first day. In the first day? And that's 1969. So it was just a hit from the minute it opened. The, the needs of the community were uh, local. Um, an entrepreneur like my dad who um, knew the community, knew Somerville, knew um, so many of the ins and outs, and people wanted to support his new endeavor. And your mission has remained so true to that. You always talk about, you know, you guys, I'm sure, have big clients and big customers and organizations and businesses, but you are also, you always say, you're a family bank. And how have you been able to sort of maintain that focus for 50 years now? Well, so as you know, my father is chairman. My brother, Barry, is CEO and president. Um, and they reside, uh, their offices are in Medford at our headquarters. Um, I sit on the lobby floor in our Newton Center branch. And um, there is no other representation in any of the other 11 banks that I compete with in Newton Center that has a person of senior management on the lobby floor. So my customers or anyone that's looking to start a new relationship with Century Bank are able to come right into my office and um, talk about their needs. And the same thing goes in Medford. You know, we um, it's not just all about um, my father, my brother, and myself. We have an amazing network of branch managers, 27 of them, because we have 27 branches that are wow. very uh, long-serving at Century Bank and know their customer base. Um, it's all about the relationship at Century Bank and having the finest in customer service. Did you always know growing up that you would want to follow in your dad's footsteps and, and be in the banking industry? Was that something you always aspired to? I'm asked that question quite a bit. And my answer to that is, can you imagine being um, a, a girl sitting at the dining room table when my father would come home from work 
and sitting there with my family, and the conversation was always about the bank. So it started as you know a very young girl that I heard all about the banking business. And fast forward, as I completed my education, um, as soon as I graduated college, I said, where else was I going to go but Century Bank to, to start my career? And I first went into the marketing department because I had um, studied communications in college mm-hmm. and wanted to pursue that uh, major in my career. And um, eventually... Um, I then learned the banking business inside and out from opening an account to how uh, loans were processed and um, how people applied for mortgages and just learned like anyone who'd enter the banking business right from the ground up. Right from the ground up. And um, it strikes me when you were just telling that story, you said as a girl sitting at the table, in the past, historically, banking, and, and I'm glad that this is changing, but banking has been an industry, especially with executive, executive level management, dominated by men, and that is now changing. What's it been like for you to be a member of the executive team as a woman? Any challenges, any benefits to that? At Century Bank, no. I mean, um, obviously, because I am the family at the bank, there's a lot of respect that I'm given. However, when I first came into this industry a long time ago, um, I was the biggest hurdle I had was being the boss's daughter. Yeah. Not that I was necessarily a woman, but that I was the boss's daughter. And the same might go as well for any um, woman executive that's the boss's uh, right, because you, you almost probably feel like you have to prove yourself even more because you don't want to feel like, well, I have the job because of that. It's like, I have the job because I'm a capable, smart woman. Right, and it was a learning process for me how to handle that. That was my biggest hurdle, not mm-hmm. that I was a female, but that I had this like stigma known as the boss's daughter. So I had to break through that barrier, mm-hmm. and it took me a long time, and what helped me break through it is as I became more knowledgeable. And proving my knowledge to whether I was going on the street to uh, bring in new relationships to the bank, being able to call on a customer and prove that I knew what I was talking about. I also want to say that I never hesitated to say, let me get back to you on something. So if I didn't know something, mm-hmm. I f- you know, fessed up to that. I wasn't going to just hide that. Right. And um, it was a learning process, but it was more for me about... Um, being the daughter. But listen, now I'm so proud of it. And I've broken through that, yeah, that wall. And um, I'm, I'm so fortunate that I can work with my dad, um, being 92, my dad, and you can imagine the knowledge he has about the cycles of banking that he's been through and how he's taught me and my brother Barry as well. I mean, uh, these are my two mentors. And um, it's been an incredible incredible process to work with my family. Does he still really show up to work? Everybody's like, he's still, and I thought, after all that time, hasn't he earned his right not to if he doesn't want to? And everybody who knows anything about your bank is like, 
nope, he's still around. And I was like, good for him. He's the type of chairman that gets in if it's a snowstorm. He wants to be the first one in to make sure the lights are turned on before (laughs) uh, anyone is is, uh, delayed because of the weather. But um, he's pretty incredible. Um, He he's. He might be, you know, just taking an, uh, a few hours off uh, in the morning, but he's really pretty good. He's on his way right now. I can probably look at my watch. He's either there or on his way to work, but he's he is amazing. He's got a ton of energy, and he's also been lucky, you know. I mean, he's 92 and in good shape, and mm-hmm. um, luck luck has a lot to do with it. If you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. We've been chatting with Linda Sloan Kay. She is the executive vice president of Century Bank. We've been discussing the bank's history and evolution, and we're going to talk now more about the bank's charitable initiatives with a number of different organizations. Let's continue back. Uh, One thing that always strikes me about your bank is, um, is all of the charitable work you do. And and I'm saying this because you guys don't say it enough. You guys are pretty quiet about the way that you do this, but you partner with a lot of organizations, big and small, um, and you also encourage your employees to do community service. I know um, a lot of your employees a couple years back did the step up for Colleen Ritzer 5K. You had a huge team. I've seen pictures of it. Um, so why is that piece so important to you? Well, first of all... Um it's giving back, right? Um, we're a community bank. Mm-hmm. Um, we're proud of the communities we're in. We, we, we want to support them. They have allowed us to grow and stay around for 50 years, obviously, and we want to give back to them. We have a lot of not-for-profit customers. Many of these not-for-profits have not been able to um, receive any support from the giant banks. Mm -hmm. So they love the fact that um, it's a win-win. Not only are they bringing their um, deposit relationship to us, but we're supporting them. We want them to grow. And it's a mutual respect. Um, It's not just about writing a check to many of these not-for-profits. Century Bank wants to, you know, show up at their events. We want to understand their mission, their cause. It's, it's not just about um, writing, you know, an, a check for a certain amount. And um, the Colleen Ritzer is a great example. Um, one of senior management, um, Brian Feeney, who lives in Andover, very close to the Ritzer family. Um, he originally sparked um, our interest in supporting this cause. Um, we've done it year after year. Um, been the main sponsor, and it's been a great um, employee uh, cause uh, bank-wide. Mm-hmm. Many, many people either run or walk it that day. It's in May. Um, How do you choose which organizations you're going to support? That must be difficult because I can imagine that you get a lot of requests. We do. Is uh, We have a management committee that meets regularly, And I'd say the first hour, the agenda item, is donation requests. Wow. And we go through every donation request. It could be as little as buying Girl Scout cookies, um, supporting a Boy Scout troop, um, to uh, some of our very large not-for-profit clients that ask us to be 
um, a part of their dinners and being honored and help them raise money for it. So it's it's a big endeavor of ours, and we're proud in of in our annual report every year we list several pages of all um, big and small not for profits throughout um, you know Massachusetts, and um, it's we're so active to make sure that these not for profits they're all good they're all have great right. How missions. How do you say one is more worthy than the other? It's hard, right? It's hard, but we also support those that support us yeah. first. That's our priority. We have to. And um, that's how we go through down the list. Yeah. And I know you do a holiday promotion that you partner with us on, which is which is great. And uh, we have so much fun with it because you pick four or five uh, charities every holiday season um, that are in need of a lot of marketing support. And like you said, may not otherwise get that. Um, and we get to meet them all. We get to learn their mission. And then our listeners get to support them and get a little something for themselves. You know, they'll get they'll win a little bit of money, and then they get to choose which charity they're going to give the other part, piece of the prize to. And I love that because, um, it, you know, it's through you guys, but it's it's empowering our listeners to help those people in need during the holidays, which is great. How long has that promotion been going on? Just de- definitely several years. Yeah, and, and I love it because we pick. From the smallest to some, you know, pretty significant charities yeah. out there, but it does bring uh, recognition um, to all of these great organizations that are in need, and especially at the holiday time. Yeah, um, people are focused on what can I do to give back. Yeah, and and even aside from the money that is raised, put that out of the equation. The awareness. Mm-hmm. There are some charities that I didn't know anything about that I learned. You right. know, the Foster Network, the Foster Alumni, yes. that one. Yes, for foster I didn't even children. know what that was. And it was amazing and such a great organization. And I learned so much. Just stuff like that. And I was like, this is so great. Just for them to get that exposure Agreed. is huge. Agreed. Well, good for, for you and, and the station to support this. Yeah. No, we enjoy it so much. Uh, aside from the day-to-day duties that, that you do at the bank in terms of just operationally running the bank, you, Linda, are involved in a lot of, you're on a lot of panels. I've seen that you've been a featured speaker at a lot of events and seminars. Talk a little bit. A lot of those are about empowering women, about women entrepreneurs. Um, why do you choose to do that? Well, first of all, some of the greatest meetings I've ever had has been with women, right? There's a sorority. When when I sit down um, with a w- women entrepreneur, who's trying to make a go of their business Mm -hmm. or they need monies for expansion. It's exciting to see a woman put the plans together, come to meet with me, and we talk about where they're, what's the future ahead for them? Where do they see their company? And how they learn the process of building a business. I met the other day with this fabulous woman um, who is very recognizable in the area and she's you know coming to us for a construction need that she has just to remodel uh, some of her uh, facility and she's got more energy than anyone and just to hear her excitement about her growth plans and how she's juggling her young kids and her husband and her Mm -hmm. traveling and and um, just it, it gives me such pleasure to see a woman 
succeed. And these are a lot of them are small business women mm-hmm. that I deal with. And another one was a doctor, a woman doctor who's trying to build her practice. And she's taking a big step. She's going off on her own. And she's so proud of what she's done with her um, patient waiting room and what her office is looking like. And, and this is where I, I get off on the mm-hmm. fact that just to see women take hold of their business and really be responsible to to make something really happen. And that gives me a lot of pleasure. As for causes, um, yeah, panels, groups, networking organizations, I definitely pound the pavement at, at a lot of them. I'm part of a woman's um, salon group that's amazing, all just such prominent women in the city, and that has just made what me grow. What does that mean, a salon group? It's an an educational um, speakers are called in, yeah. and it's it's really um, a great way to um, rub elbows with women that are in the Boston area that are strong and committed to their business or their not for profit, and they're established. I learn so much from this group, and it's social. Yet um, we always walk away learning something. So that's an, that's another thing I'm proud to be a part of and, and thrilled that I'm invited to. But I'm always um, always on the on the move. And I like too that when you're in a, a room of women like that, it's you all have shared experiences as women. You know, you have a family. You've had to juggle family. You've had to you know make difficult decisions. And I think that there's something that's relatable to each other about being in sort of the same space even if you're a different age or you have a you're working in a different industry like you say there's there's just this immediate camaraderie between women in business and i think that we really really like to see each other succeed speaking of that role models who have you who has been sort of instrumental in helping you grow and then tell me what the because we're already running out of time believe it or not tell me the the biggest or best thing you ever learned from somebody, somebody else, the advice that you got maybe from a mentor? Okay, so first of all, I, I think I mentioned um, in the work environment, my family, right? yeah. my father and my brother. As for women, there's a lot of local women and many local women that I just think are just brilliant people. And many of them are from the not-for-profit world. Uh-huh. Many of them educators, and I feel they bring so much to the table. Mm-hmm. As for the best line that I have received in my career, and I have to um, applaud my husband on this, because when I first came back to the bank, after um, my kids were of age that I felt comfortable leaving the home, um, and I knew I was going to be in a sales position here at the bank, business development. Yes. Um, the best line I ever learned was, no means not now. And that was very important to me when I was on the road, pounding the pavement, knocking on doors to tell Century's story, because we are in a very competitive environment. We compete against a lot of banks, becoming less and less as many banks, not us, but many banks that are of our size have merged or been acquired. Right. Um, that how was how are we different? And I would tell our story, obviously being um, family controlled and um, family run, and how we were about the relationship and service. 
And when those people that I would knock on their door wouldn't immediately say, oh, okay, maybe I'll open an account with you, but would say, let me think about it, or I have this relationship with X, Y, and Z Bank, and mm-hmm. I'm not moving because it's going to take too much effort and going to be just too interruptive. Um, and then three months later or six months later or even a year later, they give me a call because they said, you know, something happened at that other bank that I was at. I'm ready to move to you. They remembered. Yeah. They remember. And it's true. No means not now. Right. And I don't take no for an answer. Right. That's really good advice in any industry is that, you know, you can't take it so hard that you shut the door permanently. You just say, okay, you know, I'll come back and knock again later. <laughs> right? And and it's true. It works. Yeah. Uh, you have received a lot of awards. I know you went to school locally. You went to BU and you got a Distinguished Alumni Award. But the bank itself has also garnered a ton of accolades. Uh, just reflect a little bit now that it's your this will be your 50th year, 2019, uh, 50th year of success and growth and still this family focused business. What does that 50th year mean to you and your family? And, and maybe more importantly, the customers as they're looking at you guys saying it's still the same bank I remember. I have to say I'm, I'm just so proud of of everyone at the bank and we're in a growth mode and my dad should be just beaming, you know, at, at being 92 and to see his achievements. But it goes even further that um, I'm able to work with my brother and a group of people, our senior management team is just so, we're, we're just so close and we've got such a great focus ahead of us and strategy and I I just feel very excited. I love what I do. People know I love what I do. A lot of times they call me if they see me walking down the street. They'll say, oh, there's the banker lady. Um, (laughs) It's just that's that's truly my my identity and I'm so excited for the future at Century. And I think, too, that your accessibility, not just you, but your whole family's accessibility, your dad, you say you sit right in the lobby of the Newton branch, um, that means a lot to people, that you guys aren't tucked away somewhere. You guys are out basically on the front lines. And I think that probably resonates really well with people. You know what? We're already out of time. I can't believe it. This Thank was too you. much fun. I, I don't want to stop. I Thank know, you. I know. It was great. This has been awesome. And thank you for just spending some time with us, for telling us more about the bank. I mean, here at Magic, we knew a lot about you at Century. We've worked with you. We've partnered with you. We love you guys. But it's so nice to have other people who are listening today learn more about your organization and what a good corporate citizen you guys are. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you to Linda Sloan Kay, Executive Vice President at Century Bank, for sharing some time with us this morning. Thank you, too, for sharing your experience and insight and for allowing us the opportunity to learn more about how a family-focused bank operates and about the good work that you are doing out in the communities that you serve. You and the bank are great examples of what it means to be a good corporate citizen, and we wish you, of course, continued success. I'm Sue Tab, and you've been listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. Remember that exceptional women are everywhere. We talk to celebrities and authors and CEOs 
but we are also interested in your neighbors, your coworkers, and friends who are just quietly making an impact out in their communities. Email us if you know someone you'd like to suggest. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks to my producer, Kendra Petroni, and to all of you for listening. Be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 7.30 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you.